Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we have the CEO and co-founder of Just Between Friends, Shannon Wilburn. Shannon, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Josh. And small world, we found out that we were actually connected through my previous company, Savings Angel. I think somehow we had gotten connected and you were yep. kind of following the work I was doing. And yeah, I certainly am a champion of the work that you do. We'll, we'll talk about what that is. Well, I'm wondering if it's because we're both, we were both into saving people money at the time. Yeah. So. Right. Totally, 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 which I'm a huge fan of. So uh, I was just noticing 24 years uh, you have been at the helm of uh, Just Between Friends uh, as a company. Can, can you kind of give us a, a quick history lesson? How yeah. did you get into this? What is Just Between Friends? Yeah, sure. So Just Between Friends is a pop-up children's and maternity consignment sale. So if you think of um, a marketplace for families to buy and sell gently used children's and maternity clothes, toys, and baby equipment. So think of like a big garage sale, maybe on steroids, but very organized. Mm-hmm. Things are um, clean and no stains, rips, holes, tears, recalls, or, you know, things that have been recalled are out of there. So, um, started in my living room and there's a really long story to why, um, why I started just between friends, but I'll just give you a, a tidbit is, uh, my dad was disabled when I was 12 years old and he had been CFO of an oil and gas company and went from a cane to a walker to a wheelchair. And so, our life changed. I have a twin sister and we were put on a clothing budget because there just wasn't funds to spend at will. And that was my introduction into consignment. Grew up, got married, shopped consignment as a young married, had children and continued to shop consignment. And it was at the point in my life and my career where I wanted to stay home with my children. And uh, so started this with a friend here in Tulsa. Um, Her name's Devin Tackett in my living room. And we hosted 17 of our friends. We said, you know, bring us your gently used children's and maternity clothes. Um, And we tagged all of it had a sale in my living room. Someone wow. tried to buy my couch. Um, we sold $2,000 worth of the inventory. I made $150 and my co-founder Devin made $150. It was the hardest $150 I think I've ever made. Wow, right. <laughs> Hours of planning and execution. We didn't even know about franchising. Um, and that's a that's a whole nother story of how we got into that, but we now have um, 160 locations in 32 states. And oh so my goodness, it, it hit so, a chord with people. Yeah. So the so the idea is just everybody brings because I you know again your kids grow so fast and yeah. they outgrow all this great clothes. So everybody just brings it. They all meet somewhere, yeah. and I would imagine most people who come to sell are also there to buy because like well my kids are all outgrown to this. So oh wow I can get this uh, yes. while they're there. So, so the, I wonder so the families. 
tag everything at home. Yeah. Drop it off. They don't have to stay. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So they're, they're making, um, 60 to 70% on whatever they sell. And then, mm -hmm. and if they're a buyer as well, I mean, it's open to the public at that point, you save 50 to 90% off retail mm -hmm. and so great savings. So the retail, um, so the retail opportunity is just temporary. It's pop-up. So, pop uh, so, Oh, so you, you, we don't have, all out, you know, and then like it's out for a day and then you pack it up and then you go on to the next location. Most of our sales last anywhere from four to six ish days yeah. so from start to finish. So well, I think like, what, kind the of, draw. <laughs> what kind of locations? Convention centers, fairgrounds, churches, empty retail space. Mm. Those are, those are typical. And I'm curious, like, what's the investment for the, are, are there big investments for the location or what? I'm curious yeah. what the, what, the, what those rates are. Yeah. So our investment to get into just between friends is under $50,000. Mm -hmm. And we were named by Forbes in that, in that category as one of the best franchises to buy in the under, actually, I think it was under $150,000 investment, but ours is under 50. Yeah, no, I love the I love the concept. I'm curious, what is the model when you reach out to a shopping center or a church or you know the the location? Um, do they typically just say, yeah, well, you know, it's uh, two hundred dollars a day, and or do you just or do you try to negotiate a rev share with them? No, no rev share. Mm -mm. It yeah. is strictly here's. I mean, most venues they know exactly what they're going to ask you to pay. And yeah. of course we obviously tell our franchise owners to try to negotiate and we have some kind of tips and best practices around that, that we give mm -hmm. them. But um, it's, that's probably the largest challenge in our specific well, sure. um, industry, not just with just between friends, but competitors as well is finding a venue and keeping a venue and not, and it not taking all of your profitability. Yeah. How has 2020 impacted this model? Significantly. Yeah. So one of the ways that we pivoted was in the past, we had called our, our sales events because everyone knows what an event is. It's, mm -hmm. it's here one day and it's not the next. Yeah. Um, but we, we know that the word event right now is um, constitutes mass gatherings to lots mm -hmm. of people. But what we have done is we have implemented safety protocols, just like Nordstrom's, yeah. just like Macy's, just like the big box stores. When you come into 50 to a hundred thousand square feet, you can socially distance. Yeah. And we have the mask, we have all of the, the equipment and the precautions in place. Sure. And that's been really, really helpful to get um, buy-in from the community and from the municipalities and mm -hmm. the venues because the community wants us there. Um, because they have to oh, yeah. every six months you're clothing your children. And mm -hmm. um so Yep. Kids aren't going to stop growing just because of COVID. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. So we, we have done some online stuff and dipped our toe into online mm -hmm. and there's a whole nother story behind that. And I think you'll see more of that with our concept, mm -hmm. but yeah. Well, and I think that the idea doesn't necessarily have to be, Hey, come here because there's going to be a huge crowd of people and you're all going to mingle about. I like the idea of like, look, we're, it's a limited time thing. Yeah. You get to go through, you know, it's kind of like you get, you get, you get to go through and you get to pick what you want, but 
you know, this is all limited time stuff. Right. And so uh, I, I like the idea of kind of like a, um, you know, you get to have an individual shopping experience and go through all the available inventory, but, you know, we got to get yes. other people through. So, you right. know, it's, it's more of an, I like the, I like, I think that, you know, individual shopping experience would probably work really well yeah, for people not, concerned about social distancing. We're not pushing people out the door, but we're limiting the amount of people that come yeah. in one time. So yep. once, once they're in, of course you can shop as long as you want, but yeah. we, we've implemented some technology that helps our line. So mm-hmm. in the past, some of our uh, more popular locations might have a line that's an hour and a half long, but that's, that's not happening in most locations now because yeah. we're limiting the amount of people that can come in. And then we're doing our line mm-hmm. virtually where yep. they just take a picture of a QR code and that puts them in line. And then we tell them when to come pay. So yeah. that that's doing another thing. It's getting people shopping. Our average ticket in some of those locations has gone up $20, yeah. which is awesome. It's like the uh, Disney virtual queue system yeah. is what, what they're doing. So I don't know yeah. why we didn't do this before. So, yeah. <laughs> so necessity is the mother of invention. And COVID has caused talented. a lot. Yeah, COVID and the shutdowns and all that stuff. I mean, it's caused a lot of innovation. Yes. Uh, and, and in my opinion, I think it's, it's really, for a lot of industries, really hit the fast forward button on right. stuff that I think was inevitable, but we're like, okay, guess we got to jump on this. Yep. We, we are the same. <laughs> yeah. So when you say online, like what, how is the online component um, part of uh, Just Between Friends? Yeah. So we have piloted the online uh, portion of our business on mm-hmm. multiple occasions with very limited success. And honestly, Josh, we've not put a lot of funding behind it to really do a big push yeah. uh, because we weren't sure that it was going to work. It's very time intensive from yeah, a- it is, yeah. From a franchisee perspective, to, because we don't own the inventory, so it's mm-hmm. not housed with us. And this is kind of, it would be a huge shift in our model to go, I guess, hold inventory, like mm-hmm. maybe brick and mortar stores would. Yeah. Uh, but through COVID, what we did was we would have drop-offs where families could drop off their items that were already tagged. So they're tagging them, but then our franchise owners were having to do the photographing, putting on, on the software and it, so we have online stores. We do have some online stores happening right now, but we are, we are talking right now with a technology company that would make that process a lot easier and our, and we're getting a new point of sale system here pretty soon Mm. that will have imagery associated with it. So, and that was, that was happening anyway. Um, but it's kind of, we put our you know, our foot to the pedal, I guess. Um, Shannon, when did you uh, begin the, the idea of the franchise? Because the, obviously the franchise model has been very successful for Just Between Friends. Right. Yeah. So uh, Devin and I had started in Tulsa in 1997 and grew here locally. The people in Tulsa very, very much supported us. Um, and that's how we, we were like, okay, well, this is continuing to grow significantly. Mm-hmm. And then friends and family of ours from around the country were reaching out to us saying, we want to start something like this in our town, Florida, California, Colorado. Um, And so we knew that there was a need for it. Um, And I had another full-time job while we were running just between friends and be part-time supplemental income. And, Mm -hmm. you you know, you can work 20 hours a week on it and it can make a a good, a good income for you. But um, my full-time job, I was complaining 
<laughs> I was complaining. Uh, we had helped um, 10 or 12 different people get started mm. doing a Just Between Friends event in their area in those four states. And, and um, I was spending a lot of my time telling them how to market, telling them how to get consigners, telling them what to do of lost inventory, how to partner with a nonprofit, just all of the stuff that if you had a franchise system set up, you would have already trained someone on, but it was really trial and error. And because we didn't have a franchise system and I didn't even know what that was, it was just one-off phone calls all the time. And yeah. I was complaining to a um, colleague in my other um, full-time job and he said, well, Shannon, is your business <laughs> profitable? And I said, yeah. <laughs> he mm-hmm. said, are the other ones that you've helped get started profitable? And I said, well, I would think so because they're still continuing to do business. And yeah. he said, well, you should franchise. And he made it sound so easy. He said, you know, you just put a operations manual together, all that stuff that you're telling them, just write it down where they can read it, tell them how to do that, and then get a get an attorney and put your document together, sign a contract, and then they will pay you money for that idea. And um, like I said, he made it sound so easy, but I left there, drove straight to um, Barnes and Noble because he said, you should franchise. I bought the business, the book franchising for dummies because I did not know Mm -hmm. what franchising was. And my elementary education degree did not teach me about franchising or business in general. Um, So I, Devin and I talked about it after, you know, we had lots of interest. So we went to our, um, the, the gals and guys that we had helped get start, get started in their area and said, we're going to franchise and we would like for you to be our first franchise owners. And we didn't make them pay a franchise fee, um, to, to become part of just between friends franchise system. But what, Mm -hmm. what they had already done and we had done together was we proved the concept would work in other States and other cities. And I didn't know that term proving the concept. I didn't even know what that was. (laughs) Sure. And we, in, in franchising, you have what you call validation where you have people Mm -hmm. who want to purchase your concept and they call other franchisees to say, Hey, how much money are you making? Do you like it? Do you get the support you want? What about marketing, technology, legal, liability, all of that kind of stuff. And they can ask any question to any current or former franchisee. And um, we, we already had that. I think that's a, that's a hard thing for people who are in an emerging brand where they want to franchise. If it's just one location, it's really difficult to convince people people who want to buy into your concept that it's going to work for them. But we already, we already had that established. So I think that's why we, we grew from the beginning and that, um, that one Tulsa location that we had um, done $2,000 in my living room at one point, it did $757,000 in one week. Holy cow. Say that one more time. <laughs> the, the Tulsa business that had yeah. done $2,000 in my living room at one point, at its peak, it was doing seven hundred and fifty-seven thousand dollars in one week in sales. Wow! And wow. that's and, and our franchise owners do two events per year, two sales uh-huh. per year. Yeah. And um, so that is not typical. I will tell you that. Yeah. But, right. Um, yeah. So for the owner, um, and, and I, I, you know what I love is you've got about the number one question. 
I think everyone looking at the franchise model asks, you're like, okay, I know you're thinking of this question. How much can I make? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so and- for your franchise owners, um, you know, and again, this isn't a full-time franchise. So it's right. a great part-time franchise, but what, what can they earn? So because we're a franchise system, I'm not allowed to give you a number, but there is a process that you can go through to figure that out. And that is um, by talking to our franchise owners and they Mm -hmm. can tell you, we also have something in, if you're looking at any concept in franchising, you will get something that's called the FDD, the franchise disclosure document. And that's Mm -hmm. basically... I call it the rules of the franchise system. So it's all of the stuff that you have to go through. And there are 23 items in every FDD and the item 19 are the financials of the franchisees. Mm. And so if you are looking to buy any concept, not just, just between friends, go look at that item 19 and you'll be able to figure out in most cases, what the franchise owners on average are making. they Lots of concepts, and, and we are exactly the same, we'll, we will share um, like the top 25% and quarter the quarters of our franchise owners' um, income and then yeah. expenses. So you can kind of do the math to figure out right. what that would say. So if the franchise, so if the franchise, so the expense or the investment, so 70%, I think you said roughly goes to, yeah, yeah. So sixty seventy goes to uh, the person who's um, consigning uh, the 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 property, selling. Yeah. So and uh, yeah, and then so then there's the thirty forty percent or whatever that goes to operations costs, operating expenses. So there you go. That that that's the simple math on that. And yeah, we have other ten grossing. We have other revenue streams as well that Mm. um, are not associated with that uh, revenue share, if you will. So we have door Mm. proceeds where franchise owners can make money. Uh, Mm. We have vendor sales where you sell a booth to someone who wants to to, uh, families with children. Mm -hmm. uh, So there's a couple of revenue opportunities there. And I like it. Well, so... So you've had some great awards, entrepreneur, top 100, uh, uh, franchise under 50K, Forbes top 10 franchises to buy. I saw one that was perfect. Was it, oh, top franchises for stay-at-home moms. Yes. Uh, another one you've, you've won a lot of awards on. So Can I tell you the one I'm most proud of? Yeah. It is one that's given by Franchise Business Review, and it's for franchisee satisfaction. Because mm. there are a lot of franchises that can yeah. win awards given by other people. But mm-hmm. when our own franchise owners tell us, you're doing a good job. Now, we don't do a good job all the time. We yeah. mess up just like everyone else. But uh, we try to make things right with our franchise owners. And our mentality, uh, we don't even call our corporate you know, C-level director love. We don't call us corporate anymore. We call ourselves the franchise support center because that's our job. And if you're looking at any concept, their job is to support you to become a profitable franchise owner. And that's Mm. what we want to do for our franchisees. We want to, you know, make dreams come true. Shannon Wilburn, you're the co-founder and CEO. The website uh, is jbfsale.com. And right there, take a look at 
the where it says uh, franchise opportunity, and you've got a whole separate site all about the opportunity to work with uh, and partner with Just Between Friends. Anything else that we missed? No, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, my pleasure, Shannon. Again, Shannon Wilburn, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm -hmm.